SEP Fanfic Readings presents What the Room Requires by Olivia Reckham. Chapter 23 Hermione The plan stood before us. We were on our way, and soon it would all be over. Soon, but a great deal of difficulty still blocked our path. The three of us knew that. Knew it, expected it, feared it. But there was no other option. Not when we'd come so far already. In a very rare moment of quiet, in the evening, I sat in the grass with Harry, looking up at the multicolored sky. I leaned my back against his. We leaned against each other, as always. I took a deep breath of the warm night air, listened to the wind, and gazed up at the stars that had begun to twinkle. Ron lay on his back not far away, asleep. He was so tired, poor dear. Absently, I rubbed my fingers up and down, up and down the inside of my left arm, my fingers tracing the scars that stood out now on my soft skin. I'm sure you could find something to erase that, Harry remarked, the vibration of his voice rumbling against me. He smirked. He knew what I'd been doing. I'm sure I could, I said, but I'm not going to. Why? he asked. Because, I tossed my head, Bellatrix Lestrange is going to die. I'll kill her myself if no one else does. I lifted my chin, and then, fifty years from now, I'll be able to tell my grandchildren about how I hunted horcruxes with Harry Potter. And then a Death Eater tried to cut information out of me, and I just made her deaf in her left ear. Harry snorted, then chuckled. I grinned, but my smile faded, and an ache settled in my chest. I lay my head back and rested it on Harry's warm shoulder. I love you, Harry. You know that, right? Uh, he stammered. Yes, I suppose so. Why did you feel like you needed to? Because it's important to say it, I decided, my brow furrowing. It's important to remember everyone you love and who loves you, especially in a time like this. Now it's your turn. What? Really? Yes, really, I insisted. Go on. He cleared his throat and shifted. Well, all right, I love you, Hermione. And I actually do mean that. I snickered. Good to hear it. I lifted my eyebrows as I watched a twinkling star straight overhead. And we both love Ron. Yes, he's my brother, Harry murmured. Mine too, I whispered. And all the Weasleys, Harry said. Of course, I said, and then wiggled a little. Especially Ginny, huh? Yes, he breathed, and that made me smile. And Hagrid, I added. Harry laughed. Yes, and Hagrid. And... And Lupin. And Tonks. And Luna Lovegood, I added. Harry was thoughtful for a moment. Yeah, I agree. Even if she has a lousy father. Tosh, I scolded. Positive thoughts. Harry cleared his throat. Okay, um... He went still. Serious. Deep sorrow swelled through me. Yes. And my parents. And Dumbledore. And Dobby. Poor Dobby. And pretty much every professor and everybody who's looked after me when I couldn't look after myself, Harry concluded. That doesn't leave me with a very different list, I mused. Except, well, my own parents. And... I trailed off. And that other person, Harry finished for me. That other person that you can't tell me. I just nodded and squeezed my eyes shut and turned my nose toward Harry's ear. It's okay, he said, finding my right hand with his left. It'll be okay. I promise. Thanks, Harry, he said, opening my eyes and gazing through tears up at that single twinkling star. I bit my lip, savoring the sight of that little pinprick of brilliant light, trying to preserve it in my mind. Things were about to get really dark.
Draco. I absently stroked my fingers over my cat's back as I sat in a tall armchair in front of a tall, ornate stone fireplace at Malfoy Manor. My gray cat, Styx, stood on my lap, his whole body rumbling with purring, as I massaged his spine in the same way I had ever since I was little, scratched the top of his head with my fingertips, all the way down his arched back, then closed my fingertips around his tail and run my hand all the way down it, only to start again at his head. He drunkenly blinked his yellow eyes at me. I glanced at him, then quit petting as I stared into the flames. He tucked down onto my lap, a warm weight, and continued to purr contentedly. Inside, I was quiet. My hand sat empty, devoid of my wand. A while ago, my family had gotten new wands, since Potter had confiscated them. I had not. My father had laughed it off, declaring that I must be bravely waiting for the chance to get my original wand back, and taking the chance to boast that the Dark Lord had used his, so it was only natural for him to get a new one. Bellatrix and the others weren't so certain about my hesitation to replace my wand, and I detested the escance way that she looked at me, so I abandoned their company. I had walked through the barren grounds. I had traipsed into the upper reaches of my house where no one ever went, leaving footprints in the dust. And up there, in an old iron-clad trunk in the corner of a low-ceilinged attic, I had uncovered a very old book. It had a cover of beaten black leather, and the title on that cover had long ago worn away. Inside the pages felt crisp and delicate, and the handwritten words were written in ancient runes. I felt strange as I held it, as if I was touching something light, airy, that didn't quite belong here, as if I was grasping a rope, a lifeline in the midst of a troubled sea. So as the fight raged in the world around me, as snatchers kidnapped and killed, as Death Eaters, werewolves, and even Lord Voldemort frequented our home and ate and drank and plotted, I sat in a corner with that ancient book and translating manuals and steadily worked out each line, each phrase, and copied it into modern English. No one bothered me. Before, I would have been offended at being completely disregarded. Now I preferred it and said very little to anyone. My mother and father believed me to be continuing my education, so they left me to it. Voldemort and the Death Eaters believed I was an incompetent baby and gave me the same treatment. At first, I used the book as a diversion to ease the throbbing in my heart and keep my mind from running mad. But then, then, as I slowly began to absorb what I copied, the ancient book consumed me. I sat at a little desk lit by a single lamp in the study and wrote and wrote. And as I did, I turned the old words over in my mind, slowly, carefully as one turns a groggy but lethal viper over in one's hands. Now, as I sat in front of the fire, staring into the dancing flames, my cat resting on my lap, I kept smoothing and turning and smoothing the words and phrases in my head, considering them from every angle, as I sank even deeper down into silence. I ran a mental finger over the words of the title, watching them in my mind as they turned from runes to English. The paths, truths, and incarnations of the ancient magic. I closed my eyes. I listened to my cat's purring. A great door opened behind me. Footsteps sounded. Footsteps I knew. But they were hurried, determined. They invaded my silence and brought me up to the surface. I gritted my teeth and lowered my head. Snape had come from Hogwarts. I did not move. The Dark Lord has sent me. Snape called through the house as he came to a halt in the middle of our parlor. We are to move on, Hogwarts. 
Bellatrix instantly came careening in from another room, uttering a splitting squeal like a little girl sliding down a banister. I arched an eyebrow and stayed where I was. Severus, my mother cried, darting into the room from another hall, her heels clacking on the stones. What? Already? Yes, Narcissa. Potter and his friends have broken inside. They are searching for Ravenclaw's diadem. I lifted my eyes. Flames danced before them. My ring glittered. Lucius is here. He's upstairs, Mother started. I know, and we must make haste, Snape said. I'll be waiting for you outside. Ready yourselves. And he turned and strode back out. The door slammed shut behind him. We are to make war on Hogwarts? My mother whispered into the silence. Yes, sissy, come on, Bellatrix giggled. This is what we've been waiting for. This is our moment to take back what's ours. But, but we went to school there, Mother protested. Lucius went to school there, and you and me and Severus and... And it'll belong to us again, Bellatrix said. And if Mother was dense, we'll get rid of the mudbloods and everybody who's ruining it and get it back to the way it ought to be. Get rid of them, Mother repeated, her voice hard all of a sudden. Don't sugarcoat it, Bella. You mean kill them. Of course I do, Bellatrix shot back. What did you think? You're going to murder children. They're not children, sissy, Bellatrix hissed. They're animals. And I mean to slaughter them all by the side of the Dark Lord. And it's not just them. I've been waiting for years to kill the blood traitors. Haven't you? And all those filthy Weasleys and Nymphadora and that, that creature she married, she spat. Then Bellatrix suddenly let out a crow as if something had just occurred to her. I tell you, sissy, you'll have to come watch, because I'm planning to stand on her head and cut off. Then I'll carve up that little half-breed baby of hers like a turkey. Nymphadora is my cousin. My voice cut the air, though I hadn't said it very loud. I felt both women turn to regard me, even though my back was to them. I still didn't move. I watched the flames. Yes, Bellatrix said flatly. And the tree says she's my niece. Should that change my mind for some reason? Bella, Mother started. Oh, and that mudblood girl who got in my vault. Bellatrix snapped her fingers in afterthought, continuing with her list as if she we'd said nothing. Yes, that girl I caught up, but she got away. She's next, after Nymphadora. Ha! It's getting to be a rather long line, isn't it? She snorted in laughter. I heard her take a couple steps toward me, and she raised her voice. Maybe I'll let Draco have her, eh? He's yet to taste first blood. How about that? It'll be great fun, Draco. You know, aunt, I said, my voice even and cold. Sometimes I wonder what you'll do for amusement after the war. Boil children and eat them. Slowly, I stood up, and sticks jumped off my lap and trotted around the corner. I turned and rested my left hand on the back of my chair. I didn't lift my head. I gazed steadily at the floor and arched an eyebrow. Or will you comb your hair for once, put on some perfume, and hope Lord Voldemort notices you? I raised my head. My aunt stood in front of my mother, not fifty meters away. My mother stared at me. Bellatrix gaped, and she went white as a sheet. How? How dare you speak of such things? She seethed, her hands clenching into shaking fists. I jerked my chin minutely. You're right, of course. I shouldn't. Because he won't. I met her eyes and narrowed mine. You think you're special to him? That you matter? I shook my head and curled my lip. You're nothing but a rabid dog he keeps to do his dirty work for him, I paused. You are the animal. Bellatrix moved so fast I couldn't track it. Her hand, gripping her new wand, lashed out. 
My mother screamed, but not louder than Bellatrix. Crucio! It hit my chest. I staggered back, my hands flying to my heart. Pain racked me, and then it faded. I opened my eyes, I took a breath, and stared down at myself. My heartbeat raged. I looked at my aunt. She stood stiff, her arm fully extended, her wand pointed at me. And, with her crazed black eyes wide and her shocked face like ash, she looked even more ghastly in that moment than she ever had. Promise me you'll always remember. Dumbledore's words resounded through my mind. You are stronger than you seem. And then, Mother wailed and clawed at her sister. Bellatrix threw her off. I backed up. Bellatrix lunged at me, shrieking at the top of her lungs. Avada Kedavra! Blinding green light exploded through the room. Force hammered into me. I slammed back against the mantle. All the glass broke. Thunder rolled. The stones shuddered. Silence fell. I opened my eyes. Bellatrix lay sprawled on her back, motionless. I stood away from the mantle, gasping, pressing a hand to my heart. A reflexive smile flashed across my face, and then it fell away as I swallowed hard. I was alive. More than that, I was right. I strode forward, my shaky legs gaining strength with each step, my feet crunching on the broken glass of the windows and vases and plates that had shattered all over the stones. Mother, clutching her throat, stood like a statue over the body of her sister. I came up on the other side of Bellatrix, her eyes staring blankly at the ceiling. Her black hair splayed all over the floor. A cold wind blew through the chamber. I bent down and pressed my fingers to her throat. No pulse answered. You, Mother rasped. You killed her. She killed herself, I murmured, still so stunned that I couldn't look away from her stony face. I didn't even have a wand. My mother began to weep. She clasped a hand over her mouth and choked. I stared into Bellatrix's lifeless eyes and gritted my teeth. The lamb's protection does extend against murderers' efforts to you. A life for life, in skin imbues, the greatest power of all. A shroud around you will not bind, to death you will not fall. Those words from the last page of that ancient book had followed me through every waking moment since I translated them. I had walked with them pondering them, savoring each line, feeling each undercurrent until I understood their full meaning. And now I knew they were true. Dumbledore had died for me, died to save me from Voldemort, which made clear what I could do and what I had to do. What happened? What was that sound? My father's voice rang through the room as he rushed down the stairs. I didn't turn around to face him. He halted. What? He gasped. What happened? Bella! Bella tried to kill Draco, Mother sobbed. But the spell, it, it came back and hit her, and she, and she... Draco, what are you doing? I didn't answer her. I just pried Bellatrix's wand out of her stiff hand and got to my feet. I turned around. My parents stood frozen, my mother's eyes full of tears, my father's full of shock, both of them fixed on me. I'm doing what I should have done, I answered my mother. I paused just for a moment and looked at each of them. I love you both, I said, and I waved my new wand, and with a loud bang, I apparated out of Malfoy Manor.